men of genius. Houston, we have a problem. You ever seen a grown man naked? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. You can't handle the truth! My advice to you, start drinking heavily. What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? And I live in a van down by the river. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. You're a dumbass. Let's go while we're young. Look, Jackie, I don't need to talk to you. It's time for the latest episode of Two Dudes with Attitude, Guilty by Association, presented by Chick-fil-A. We didn't invent the chicken, just a chicken sandwich. Starring Tom Whipple and Ross Budofsky, two guys with unapologetic opinions on social topics, news, and events, along with brutally honest reviews on local businesses, restaurants, and lifestyles. Tom and Ross have lived in Lake and McHenry County for most of their lives, teach and coach athletics together at a local high school, and support local businesses taking part in local activities, recreation, and having unfiltered yet honest opinions on all that they have enjoyed and endured, good, bad, and indifferent. You have now been granted an all-access pass to hear what these two dudes with attitude have to say this week. By tuning in, you are now guilty by association. Here and now are your hosts, Tom Whipple and Ross Budofsky. And thank you, Eric, and welcome back to the worldwide broadcast of the hottest podcast in cyberspace, Two Dudes with Attitudes, Guilty by Association. The highly anticipated show where the common phrase among first-time listeners is, they can't say that, can they? Hello everyone, I'm your host Tom Whipple, and as always, sitting across the table from me, eating nachos and spilling his Mountain Dew on his laptop, is my co-host, Ross Badowski. And Ross, in honor of it being spring break for most everyone, and so we can bask in the revelry of this occasion, we are broadcasting today from the parking lot of Waukegan Beach. Well... We also have special guests with us today at the Waukegan Beach. The lovely seagulls picking at the garbage cans right next to us, as a matter of fact. And man, does this beach stink, for God's sake. Oh, my God. Whose idea was this to go on location, for crying out loud? It was yours, not mine. I'm not taking credit for that, but okay, I guess I am the production manager. (laughs) Exactly my point. I'll eat the bullet on that one. So, Ross, due to our busy football schedule and our continued exercise in suicide restraint, because the... COVID caused rescheduling and the lack of sufficient prep time for a viable effort. It's been two long weeks since our last broadcast, and quite a lot has happened since we last brought an audience to our table. Yep, okay, so we've played our first football game, and we haven't blown our brains out yet. 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 (laughs) We've gotten our second COVID vaccines and haven't died from complications. However, I thought you might have last week after yours. Oh, my God. That was absolutely horrible for crying out loud. I was down for the count for almost an entire week. Yes, you were. Yeah, but I got to tell you, yes, we're vaccinated. Yes, we're doing our, our civic duty in making sure that we don't contract nor spread the uh, the dreaded virus. But now Big Brother can now monitor everything that we do and where we go and who we associate with because of the microchip implanted in us. But hey, at least we didn't grow a vestigial tail or something stupid like that. I hate to break it to you, but every time you use your credit card, they know where you're at. 
Sorry about that. And that's why I delete or I put a piece of tape over the uh, eyeball on my laptop because I don't want Big Brother watching the questionable websites that I tend to yeah, filter to. Yeah, like Amazon and uh, big box store websites. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, okay. that's what we'll go. We'll with. go with that one. Look at these clowns out here. They're they're going crazy out here, and it's like it's only sixty degrees. It's cloudy. I'm like. Where the hell do these people come from? Don't they have lives? You just said it. It's spring break. Yeah, I guess. I well, guess. And they probably can't afford to go to Florida, so there you go. And Florida's been shut down because of spring break, so they had to go somewhere else. And they might as well come to Waukegan Beach. There you go. Hey, guess what? March Madness is underway as well. That's right. They got two whole rounds finished before we were able to get our podcast in. I know. All right, so without further ado, here we go with show number five, but not before our standard disclaimer that our attorneys, Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, charge us an arm and a leg to draft up for us. So, if you are a timid soul, if your feelings are easily hurt or offended, if you are a far-left libtard, a snowflake, or a member of the cancel culture, turn us off now and go listen to podcasts like Woman's Hour or The Guilty Feminist or some shit like that. Because they are literally the far-left, radical, feminist, man-hating, suck-the-life-out-of-you, blithering idiot online ramblings that people that don't like us tend to lean towards. Because we are going to hurt your frail, insignificant feelings if you don't go over there. Because why, Ross? Because this is our show. We say what we want. And we don't care what you think of us. So you've been warned. Now let's get on with it. Absolutely. So now it's been... So long since we last aired, and so much has gone on in the past two weeks. Let's start things off with Ross and my favorite segment, The Coach's Corner. And starting off The Coach's Corner today, we're going to talk high school football. And locally, Waukegan, the school that we coach, North Chicago, affectionately referred to as NOGO, and Zion, we all have games under our belt. And to start things off, we traveled to Stevenson on this past Friday night, and it wasn't a good thing. No. It started out bad when we had three buses to go to Stevenson because of the COVID restrictions, only 18 to a bus. The first bus showed up. On time. Buses numbers two and three ended up driving to Evanston. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Evanston? There's nothing you can say to that one. And we had... Two other coaches on each bus, so four coaches total, and none nothing of them was said. Nothing, no, none of them could pay attention to. Um, I think we missed our exit, but apparently one of the coaches told us that the bus driver told him, "Oh, I was going to the other Stevenson." How many Stevensons what? are there? What other Stevenson? <laughs> I don't know of any other. The only one that I know of. All right, so we yeah we showed up late to uh, Stevenson for a five o'clock kickoff that didn't go off till five thirty. Basically, a throw and go. Basically, and we had little time to warm up or any do any walkthroughs. But not surprisingly, we go down in flames, forty nine to nothing, with the score forty two to nothing at halftime. Yes, it was. Um, also, in the local football area, Grant, which is out in Fox Lake, the Grant Bulldogs beat No Go. 37 to 6 and Warren the Blue Devils of Warren beat Zion 48 to 6. So yeah, every every team in our little triad there went down in flames and went down big. Now, the the Warren Zion game, I'm not too surprised about because Warren being what they are, right. and, you know, state runners up last year and all that crap. 
I can see them handling Zion. Now, right. I was a little surprised that Zion actually scored in that game, but who's to say what the defensive dynamic was at that point of their score? True. Because in our game, they had third and fourth teamers in to start the second half. But right. That could have been with the same thing with Warren. But the Grant score kind of surprises me because Grant has historically been, I won't say bad. They've been a decent team, but that's as far as it goes. Decent. I'll go with bad. Lately, they've been bad. But how bad then can Nogo be going down in flames 37-6? to six? True. And we don't play them this year. Nice. Yeah, but upcoming this week in uh, in local area, we, Waukegan, we're traveling to our home game at the Waukegan Sports Park we because we don't have turf at our home field, Weiss Field. No, and it's not a field that we can use because, guess what, boys soccer is using it. I know. And then uh, we're going, to, going up against Zion, so that should be a pretty good game Friday night. I think night. so. And then Nogo is at home versus Antioch, who Antioch actually won their first game, which we'll get into in our uh, local games of note later on. But that could be a tough, another tough game for North Chicago. I think so. And then we go on to the North Suburban Conference, which we are members of, Ross. And what were the scores Friday night for the remaining four teams? All right, so here's the remaining four teams in the conference. Lake Forest beat Lake Zurich 23-3. Now, that one shocks me, knowing what Lake Zurich has been in the past. And only able to muster up a field goal? A field goal. A field goal. At least wow. they could kick a field goal. Some of us can't. That's true. And then you have Libertyville beating Mundelein 39-21, which... You know what, it, may, it doesn't surprise me, but a little bit it does based on what Libertyville's put out there in the last couple of years as well. So, I don't know. And then, But Munline put up 21 points against Libertyville. So. And guess what? We don't play Libertyville this year. I know, but we do play Munline. We do play Munline. So, upcoming in the North Suburban Conference this week, Stevenson is traveling to Warren. That should be a really good game. Yes, it would. And then Libertyville is at Lake Zurich, so maybe Lake Zurich can... Uh, See if they can turn things around there. Get off the schneid there is what you're saying? Absolutely. And then Lake Forest is going to be traveling to Mundelein. So that should be an interesting game. That could be ugly. It could be ugly or it could be shocking. I'm going to go with ugly on that one based on what Lake Forest did to Lake Zurich. Gotcha. All right. We alluded earlier that uh, we're going to get into some of the other state of Illinois semi-local notable games. So Deerfield. They up they upended Maine West thirty five to six. That's a shock. Evanston kind of blew up Glenbrook North forty eight to six. Again, same thing. Maine South handled Niles West pretty easily forty nine to six. No shock there. God, it's so noisy in the beach. I know. What, can't is, hear and, and and what is this clown doing for crying out loud in front of us? He's like in his speedo and nothing else, and he's prancing around like. I don't even want to say. <laughs> that's not a Speedo. That's a banana hammock, okay? Let's be clear <laughs> about it. All right, so moving on to other football scores. New Trier beat Glenbrook South 28-7. Prairie Ridge beat McHenry 42-16. But it, McHenry scoring 16 points against a perennially tough Prairie Ridge? I think that's kind of interesting. I, I, yeah, I would go with that. But remember, none of us have played for a year. so Drew that. Anyak beat Grays Lake Central. 34-28 with Grays Lake Central scoring 28 points. Now, here's a shocker, though, too. Wakanda, huge, 31-3 to over Lakes. Who'd have thunk? I'll tell you what, Lakes, I don't know what's going on over there, but you and I were at a, a grocery store a few weeks ago, Ross, and 
we uh, encountered a parent and a player from Lakes. And they were asking us, you know, how's your team look? And so we told them our woes, you know, low low turnout, right. and eligibility issues. And I, in turn, asked them how they were looking. And the player said, we only have 30 kids out for our program. Well, that clearly indicates that they only have 30 because they lost to Wakanda 31-3. Well, it also tells you that we're not in the only boat here. No. <laughs> we're all in the same boat rowing in the same direction, but we're all rowing from the same side of the boat. Yeah, with one oar. Exactly. And then Highland Park, huge over Maine East, 58-7. to No, that's not a surprise. Maine East has not been. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, Vernon Hills and Niles North game was canceled due to COVID because Vernon Hills is in quarantine. Wow. Again. Again. Like they didn't learn their lesson over the summer. Yeah, that's why we're here having football in spring, not in fall. Uh, Grays Lake North, 55. Round Lake, 14. Not a shocker. No. All right, so games in our area, Ross. Who's uh, who, who we got coming up this week in other games of note? All right, so we got Vernon Hills, uh, Highland Park, which that game currently is in jeopardy because of COVID quarantine or you know, stupidity. Stupidity. Grant. Oh, Grays Lake North at Grant. Um, that might be an interesting game. That might be interesting if Grant is for real based on their score from Friday night. Right. Then we're going to the Catholic League in Carmel versus St. Patrick. Um, I'm not going to go there. McHenry at Cary Grove. McHenry's in for a while. They're hurt, I think. I think so. And then we've got the tight game of Round Lake and Lakes. That's a game I want to see the outcome of with the Lakes going down like they did and then Round Lake actually scoring 14 points the other night. Round Lake may get the W. That could be a barn burner of a game right there. It might be. All right, that's all we have for the high school portion of the Coach's Corner. Now let's go to what everybody has got an interest in right now. And, Ross, how's the office pools? Because we're in March Madness. All right, so my one question to everybody out there and you, how's your bracket? And I'll leave it at that. I'm going to tell you what, this is the first year in a long time. I just didn't have time to do a bracket. Me neither. And I know, you know, your department – um, the PE department at Waukegan, you tried to bolster some interest in I did. getting I got the no bracket response. going. And I said I was going to do it, but fate being what it is, I, I'm glad I didn't because that would have been $10 wasted. Yes, me too. Because I'll tell you what, the team, I actually, in my head, did first couple rounds going, I know this team's going to win, that team's going to win. And thinking the Big Ten, who had a record nine nine teams in the tournament this year, first time ever the Big Ten had that many teams in the dance. Well, they went down in flames in the first two rounds. We've only got one remaining in Michigan after Iowa gets beat, Maryland gets beat, Purdue gets beat. It was absolutely ugly. So why don't you talk a little bit about some of those upsets. All right, so the upsets we had from the first two rounds of the tournament, we have number 13, Ohio, over number 4, UVA, who were the last year's champions, or like the year before champions, actually, yeah. technically. Uh, we have number 15, Oral Roberts, beats number 2, OSU, and then beats number 7, Florida. Go figure. So they beat Ohio State, and everyone's going, oh, my God, that's a huge upset. Yeah, but they're going to go down in flames, but they're going to play Florida. And they beat them, and, too. And they beat Florida. So moving on, we have number 13, North Texas. North Texas upsets number four, Purdue. Wow. That was huge. That's a quality Big Ten team that we're, uh, we're talking about here. Number 14, Abilene Christian. 
It's, by the way, their first win ever in the tournament. And it comes against a huge Texas team. Number three, Texas. Go figure. We got number 11, uh, UCLA over six, BYU. I watched that game. BYU was never in that game one bit. Nope. Number 11, Syracuse beats number six, San Diego State. Let's back up a second, though, too, about UCLA. They were a play-in team. That's right. They were a play-in team. They had to play Thursday night just to get the opportunity to get into the first round and then then make a splash. And beat a number six. Forgot about that. You're right. Yep. That's how distracted I am from the uh, the uh, tournament this year. So we got number 11 Syracuse beats number six San Diego State, and then they beat West Virginia a number three. And what that does that marks a record for Jim Beheim, if for Syracuse the head coach, he is now in his 20th Sweet 16. Only coach to ever do that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a quality coach. Well, he's also 107 years old, and he's been coaching at Syracuse since the 1930s, I think. I know, you're right. (laughs) You're right. He looks like he's 107 years old. That's true. All right, so onward. Onward. Yeah, I know, right? Number 12, Oregon State beats number 5, Tennessee. And then another one, they go out and beat number 4, Oklahoma State. Wow. (laughs) And then we've got one more in there. Again, Big Ten showing up. Yeah, number seven Oregon beats number two Iowa. A way to go, Big Ten, for collectively crapping down your leg. Uh, yeah, they did big time. Literally, could they were in position to make a huge splash for respectability for basketball? That everyone was saying, "Oh, the Big Ten, they they're they're traditionally soft," and they're like, "No, you got." Big Ten teams in there who are top, you know, number one seeds, number two seeds, number three seeds. Right. And all but Michigan craps down their leg. Yep. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about some of Ross and my favorites in this tournament. Everybody who knows me knows that I'm a huge Badger fan. I'm always excited when the the Badgers get into the dance. And, wow, (laughs) once again. Now, they win their first round and game. And they look good doing it. Against North Carolina, a and perennial they, power. But North Carolina's down this year. Right, everyone, but they still look everyone, good. They still look good. They, every aspect of their game was just clicking that night. And then they turn around, and then they lose to number one Baylor by 13. Now, they played well in that game, but Baylor was just too big underneath. They just couldn't handle their big men. Baylor's been good all year long. Yes, they have. And they've lost. Baylor has not lost a game all season. Their only team that is undefeated yes, that in is the true. dance. And then my other kind of pseudo favorite whenever Wisconsin kind of poops down their leg is Illinois. I was going Illinois, number one seed, looking good all year long. You know, Kofi in the group. They did fine against Drexel, blow them out by 30 like they were expected to do. Then what happens? Your Loyola Ramblers come in, and they get beat by 12. Yes, they did. So you're going home. I know. There's a smell here at the beach. It's kind of making me dizzy. I don't know what it is. I know. I think we might have to pull the shades down on our on our makeshift booth here because, man, whatever that smell is, I think it's the uh, the froth on the on Lake Michigan the uh, fecal grease count, I think, is up, and that's why nobody's in the water today. Well, there's a couple in the water, but then one won't go there. Well, going back to Loyola. Alcohol-induced. Yeah. Going back to Loyola, they open up and, uh, and beat Georgia Tech, which is no surprise. There was an eight beating a nine, so there's no shock there. But like you mentioned earlier, Loyola, number eight, 
upsets number one Illinois. Now, if you watch the game, which I did, Illinois was never in that game. No. They, they got down quick, and Loyola just handled them easily. Uh, it's shocking, and I think that they can make a run. Yeah, it's possible. You, you're, we're going to see, as you said, an 8 versus a 12 in the Sweet 16, so we're going to see a team that is a lower seed actually make it to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I think you're going you're gonna to get that. I think it's going to be Loyola myself. I do too. As long as they don't start believing the hype. But but they're they're well coached, and they have Sister Jean on their side. I know, and her bobbleheads. That's right. And one more um, note of the tournament, the VCU and COVID. Yeah, we have a COVID casualty in the dance, folks, a well, COVID casualty. COVID uh, has taken out the Virginia Commonwealth uh, basketball team. And they had a forfeit to number seven, Oregon, who moves on and then beats a number two, Iowa. So, yeah, VCU's run might have ended in the first round, but they said, nope, we're sick. we yep. got to stay home. Yep, they did. All right, so that's enough March Madness. Ross said it before. How's your pool? Why don't you get on the Two Dudes with Attitude fan page and drop us a message and let us know how you're doing in your pool. And don't cheat because we're going to ask for a screenshot. Yes, we will because I know my my. My bracket would have been busted. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Ross, now that's going to segue into professional sports, the one topic that we touch on almost every single week. We scratch our heads, scratch our ass, whichever. What the hell is going on with the Chicago Bears now? That free agency is well underway, and their players. I have no idea. I mean, they cut Kyle Fuller, their best corner. <laughs> They're allowing Akeem Hicks to seek a trade, but... That's been backtracked since. They're, he'll probably end up staying with the team. They sign a mediocre Andy Dalton for $10 million with another option to probably make another three. Yep. Uh, we'll probably lose Cordell Patterson and Sherrick McManus, uh, Tayshawn Gibson and Barcavius Mingo to free agency. Yeah, because they've all gone on to Twitter, especially Cordell Patterson. He's the most prolific on Twitter lately. They're all wondering, all right, I'm looking forward to see what's the next team I'm going to be playing for. Yeah, so. I've seen that. I've seen Cordell on, on, on Twitter, and his he's very vocal about yeah, it. That's so, true. So those guys are expecting to move on, but i got to tell you, I'm, I'm hoping I can lose Barcavius Mingo and not lose any sleep. He was a spot player at best. Sherrick McManus, he had good games and bad games. Well, but he, he was your special teams guy, and he was always solid on special teams. Exactly. And you need those guys. But Cordero Patterson and Tayshawn Gibson – those two we got to keep. Yeah, I know. I mean, Gibson really came on toward the end there, and Patterson's been solid for two seasons. No question. And don't forget, they pulled back on their splash move, their sell-the-house offer for Russell Wilson, a move that I cringed on, but I kind of liked the idea. All right, so let's go to backtrack on that one, okay? So they, by the signing of Andy Dalton, everybody thought that the Russell Wilson trade is dead. Well, there was a report out this morning that – that trade still is not dead, and it still possibly could be alive. That something may or may that the Bears were still the front runner to land Russell Wilson if the trade happens. That could be interesting. So it's not a dead horse yet. And then yeah, let's hope for the good for good things there. But there again, with all the moves that they made up to that point, what could possibly be on the table? to sweeten the deal for the Russell Wilson trade. I don't know. I mean, you know, the rumors for the trade were three first rounds and two players. Yeah, and that's gonna that's absolutely going to devastate us going forward, in my opinion. But, hey, 
That's why I'm not in the front office of a professional football team. And me neither. And then the last thing that made me scratch my head, Ross, was they signed a mediocre defensive end in Angelo Blackson for two years. I mean, this guy, I think his best season was last year with the Colts. Right. He played one year for them after he, he tried with the Texans. He tried, I forget who he got drafted by, but the team that drafted him, he only had two games where he started in two seasons before right. they shipped him off. So what are they doing? I mean, what are they seeing these guys? I don't know because, but I mean, I don't know what they signed him for. I don't remember the contract, but it can't be any worse than Quinn. That's true. But, but hey, hey, Quinn started to come around toward the end of the season. I think he had some personal issues going on I there. Think he was that also nobody hurt divulged. as well, too. And that, yeah, again, and nobody divulged that information, but he started to show signs of life. So, well, the Bears with their their injury reports and their personal issues kind of remind me of a hockey team. It's an upper body injury. Yeah, that's true, but we do have some good news after all that crap that went on in free agency so far. So, they did tag Allen Robinson for another season, who originally wasn't going to sign his tag, and then backtracked like three days later and signed it. I think his agent had a lot to do with that because I don't think that Allen Robinson was going to garner the kind of offer he was hoping for out of the Bears. No, he wasn't because he wasn't going to get it anywhere. Exactly. And the money he got for that ta the tag was probably going to be more than anything he was going to get offered. Right. And then the other signing they did, they, they signed uh, cornerback uh, Desmond Trufant, which True. is a good signing. I like that one. And I'm kind of on the fence about this one, but I'm optimistic because he's not a bad outside linebacker. Is Jeremiah Atachu. True. And all the, the writings that I've been reading about it, they like that signing. Yeah. So we'll see so, what happens. And with that core of uh, backers that they have right now, and they're going to say goodbye to Barcavius Mingo, I think this is a good pickup. And then the, the, the good news that you alluded to earlier about that the Russell Wilson trade might not be off the table. There are rumors that the Dalton signing is just trade bait for the draft. Yes, I've heard that. There's also another rumor floating around that there are trade rumors between the Bears and the Eagles for one Nick Foles. That report came out late last week. I hope that one comes to fruition. I do, too. I, I Don't get me wrong. I like Nick Foles, but he's past his time. Oh, yeah. Way past his time. I agree. I mean, when he got injured in that one game and it comes – Come to find out it was like a bruised tailbone or a bruised hip or something, and he flopped around like somebody shot him with a shotgun. And carted him off on a stretcher. Carted him off. I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah, be he's got to go back. He's got to go back to Philly, Philly to be the backup for Jalen Hurts, which I like that move. Yeah, and he's, Nick Foles is somebody that you would want in your camp to mentor the younger quarterback. I agree. Because Hurts definitely needs some serious mentoring. All right, so those are the good news and the bad news of what's going on with the Bears to date. What about moving forward, Ross? What are you, what are, is some of your predictions that we might see in the draft? Well, uh, I don't know because... Actually, you know what? Hold on one second here. I'm going to close this window here. Yeah, please do. Because, man... Thank you. Th this moron here, he's just like, won't shut the hell up. All right. Windows are closed, doors closed. We can see out, but they can't see in. All right, Ross, pick back up. That, the 2021 draft for the Bears, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I mean, with the rumors still around that the trade for Russell Wilson is still floating around, it's kind of hard to, to, to judge that temperature. But I think if they keep their first-round pick, I think they go left tackle first round. 
and then go to see if they can get a quarterback in the second round, which rumor has it it would be a Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, the kid out of Florida, would be another one, or what's the other kid? Uh, they've looked at the kid from North Dakota State who's only played one game this year. It's another... Oh, that would be a typical pick for... Right, it would. It's another Mitch Trubisky pick. Um, although I saw something this morning, and uh, Kellen Mond's name was mentioned at one point. Um, and I kind of like that quarterback. He, he showed at the senior bowl really well. So All right, so let's say that the um, ginger-haired tra- uh, signing was, in fact, trade bait. And let's say the Russell Wilson trade is dead in the water. You don't see them using Andy Dalton to trade up or get additional first-round picks. I think they could. I think they, if it's true that it's trade bait, that ru- that rumor comes to fruition. Big word there. That's right. Um, I think they're going to jump into the top ten and go get a quarterback. In the and, top five. And that's what I was hoping to see. That okay, yeah, let's sign Dalton. Let is let's trade him to move up into the first round. And go after one of these top name quarterbacks that are going to fall in the first ten rounds. Right, I think you're going to get that first ten picks rather. Well, I think one of the one of the names that keeps falling into the top out of the top five is the kid from Ohio State, Josh right. Fields, or Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah, that that name keeps coming up. And then I can see him going to take a left tackle in the second round. Uh, Alex Leatherwood's name keeps popping up in the second round. The kid from Alabama. Or maybe we'll really get uh, lucky and we'll get two first round draft picks and pick who we want to help this team yeah well yeah okay we're asking pace to do that i know yeah he's like we said earlier he's strong in the third fourth and fifth rounds he's kind of shit the bed in the last few years in the first round yeah he has there's no question about that all right so that's the draft so let's say that we get all the parts and pieces in place going forward now let's talk about the season what do you think we can do in the 2021 season as bear fans to look forward to that's a stretch. Um, I think if they get all the moving parts and pieces fixed, not saying perfect, but fixed, I can see a 10-6 and six season. I can't see them doing any better than that right now, especially when you have Green Bay that's still top of the heap. Green Bay is going to be Green Bay. and then I don't see them being on a down year. No, I don't see them in a down year. Although they fired their, their D.C. and they were a top – 10 top 15 defense and they let him go anyway go figure who knows i know that's always been a uh i should i shouldn't say always they have in the last 15 to almost 20 years been a offensive concentrated team true whereas the green bay packers of old have always relied on their defense yes just like the bears yes whereas the bears continued their history and been defensive oriented and paid no mind whatsoever to the offense. None. And we won't rehash that one. Well, I got to kind of agree with you on 10 and 6. I think there's the possibility if the line shores itself up and we get a decent um, pair of hands under center, we might be one game better than that, but that's as far as I see it. Yeah, I know. I mean, if they can get the line together and we can run the ball a little bit more, we'll be good. All right, well, that's going to wrap up the Coach's Corner for this show. And Ross and I are going to step aside and let some sponsors do the talking while we go clear our heads and possibly steal some food that some fool left in the refrigerator back in the production room. And when we come back, we'll dip into the mailbag and answer some questions from some lucky listeners. 
This is Two Dudes with Attitudes, Guilty by Association. Stay tuned for more Guilty by Association with these two dudes with attitude. We'll be right back after a word from these sponsors. How About Learning is an award-winning company created to help improve the quality of content, instruction, and assessment of our students. We know the importance of keeping on top of the trends and the newest research to improve learning retention. How About Learning was created to make a space for educators to assist students outside the classroom walls. We are here to answer your questions. Anything from how a parent can better assist their child with their homework to teachers who need assistance and resources to improve their assessment practices. Visit our website at howaboutlearning.com for more information and to schedule an appointment. Better learning begins when you do. When I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, I also learned about its serious connection with cardiovascular disease. I knew I needed to make some major lifestyle changes that would help me manage my type 2 diabetes. I am working with the American Heart Association to lead an educational campaign called the Heart of Diabetes and share tips that have helped me stay in the know and guide me toward a healthier way of living. Keep active, normalize critical health numbers, opt for a healthy lifestyle, and work with a health care provider. I test my blood sugar every day and plan my meals and activities accordingly. I visit my health care provider often. I take a brisk walk every morning and make healthy food choices. I'm Dr. Dan Jones, president of the American Heart Association. These people are living proof that type 2 diabetes can be successfully managed. Please see your own health care provider, and for more information, visit iknowdiabetes.org. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Athletic Groin Protector Inventor. Mr. Athletic Groin Protector Inventor. People love to play sports, but they don't love it when they get hit in the twig and berries. For years, cringing fans watched as man after man went down. But then you came along and said, here, stick this in your pants. Nice to meet you. The errant headbutt, the inside fastball, the wayward high five, all no match for your crash helmet. I'll bring it on! Sure, some athletes shun them, but don't worry, they'll come around. Show us the way! So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light protector of the package and know that we're just nuts about you. Bud Light Beer at Azurbush, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Two Dudes with Attitude, Guilty by Association. Brought to you by Stretchworks Flexibility and Mobility Center. Stretching Redefined. Now let's rejoin your hosts, Tom Whipple and Ross Podusky. And we're back, everybody. Two Dudes with Attitudes, Guilty by Association. And thank you, Eric Big Voice, for that lead-in. And it's time now for one of your favorites on the show, our mailbag, which we affectionately refer to as Hot Pockets, where we pull our listeners' questions or comments right from the Two Dudes with Attitudes Facebook fan page. We write them down on little individual pieces of paper. We place them in the official Two Dudes brown paper bag, and we get when when we get where we are now, we shake them up and randomly pull one out and give it to the two dudes with attitudes treatment. And it's usually with our 
honest yet childish approach that only we know how to do. But before we enlighten a few lucky fans, we must first do the legalese, the F-L-L-S-P-S-A, that our attorneys have painstakingly prepared for us. And for those of you new to our show, the F-L-L-S-P-S-A stands for the far-left libtard snowflake public service announcement. So, Ross, care to do the honors this week? I would be absolutely honored. Okay, so if you're a member of the FLLS Society or one of their sheep followers, you are requested to go somewhere else and kick yourself in the nuts if you're a male of the species. Or go watch Gloria Steinem videos or go and read any book written by Oprah Winbag if you are of the female persuasion. And because Whip and I know full well that... You can't handle the truth! Okay, well said, partner. So now with that said... We have to shake up our bag here. Shake them up good. I'm going to let you draw the first one here as soon as I get done mixing it up really good. That'll do it. All right. Ross, why don't you dip into the bag right. and pull out our first one? All right. Here we go. All right. So, uh, okay. Nothing stuck together. No Karens. Here we go. Today's first hot pocket comes from Twitter and at Sugar Britches Waukegan asks, do you know this person? I don't. It sounds like somebody you would know, actually. Why? Because it's Sugar Bridges? Exactly. And from Waukegan. Uh, if you could go back and talk to your 17-year-old self for 15 minutes, what would you say or what advice would you give? Oh, wow. I'll let you start this one off, please. Huh. Talk to my 17-year-old self for 15 minutes. So 17, I was, see, this time of year, I guess I was finishing up my junior year in high school because I didn't turn 18 till I was a senior. I would go back and say, okay, you know those girls you dated <laughs> in your senior year? I think you need to make better choices, and here's why. I'm not going to explain why on our air right now because, well, I'm still friends with some those of them. girls. But also, too, I would probably – what I did going into my senior year is I concentrated on basketball being my sport of choice going to college. I was fairly highly recruited to play basketball, but I was also recruited to play football as well. I would have probably picked football knowing what I know now, the amount of injuries that I had that corralled my career as a basketball player. So, yeah, I probably would have leaned more towards going to school to play football because I do enjoy football. I loved playing football. I loved coaching football. I liked basketball as well. I just thought I was going to be a better college athlete. In basketball, I let too many people talk me into that where I should have gone with my first love. Agreed. Uh, we've all been in that boat where you've let someone talk you into something. Now, in my case, my 17-year-old self, when I turned 18 halfway through the – oh the beginning of the second semester of my senior year, I had these grand plans of going away to college and moving out of the house and being independent. And I wish I would have thought about that long and hard and stayed locally instead. I had an opportunity to go to a local university um, near my house when I was growing up. And if I thought about it, if I go back and do it now, I'd be my age and getting ready to retire from public school teaching. Not having to still work until I'm older. 
And I would tell my younger self, make your choices wiser. Be wise about the choices you've made. Because now I look, go back and look at it, I go, damn, think about it. I could be 55 and getting ready to retire at the end of my, you know, 55 years old and retired and living on the water. Shit. I mean, that, that's awesome. But now I, I, I can't do that. And it's, it's a shame that I can't do that. That would have been sage advice. I think so. All right, uh, Sugar Britches, I hope that answers your question because we're moving on. Shaking up the bag here. Ross, I'll go ahead and I'll pick the next one here. Please do. All right. All right, reaching into the bag here. And pulling out. Uh, that one's stuck there. That was a Karen, too, by the way. I think it was. All right. <clears throat> Oh, good one. Rachel in Pleasant Prairie asks, what professional athlete from any sport would you have loved to have coached at a young age? I think I'm going to take this one first, okay? Absolutely. My answer to that question, Rachel, is Bo Jackson. Nuff said. Nice. Nuff said. Now, what sage advice could you have possibly given a young Bo Jackson that he had not gotten from the coaches that he had back then? Actually, I'm going to go with the the, the same reason that uh, Frank Thomas really did not play that much football for Auburn. Bo Jackson was a good football player. Yes, he was. Think about what he could have done on a baseball field. So you're telling me that you would have steered him towards picking a sport? I think so. I think, you know, you look at Deion Sanders and this multiple baseball. He played baseball and football, but he's a Hall of Fame football player. Bo Jackson could have been... Either or, I think at some point he needed to choose. Yeah. Where Frank Thomas was forced to choose, basically. He was on Auburn's roster with Bo. But, like the story goes, Pat and I wanted to see him at practice one day and said, okay, no, you're not going to really play football anymore. I'm going to keep you on the team, but you're going to play baseball because of the future was there. And I think Bo Jackson, if he had the right direction, would have been the same way. You know, that's a really good insight and a really good pick. Kind of almost sort of stole that one from me. Sorry. Because I was leaning towards somebody like that. This is a tough one because Bo would have been an easy pick. I liked Bo as a baseball player. I liked Bo as a football player. And you're right. Football is what brought Bo Jackson's professional, no matter what sport, his professional career to an end. Yes, it did. So, because he got that degenerative hip after he got hit at one time in football. Uh, you know what? I think I am going to go with baseball, and I'm going to pick Mark McGuire. Please, fill me in. Why Mark McGuire? Mark McGuire, you watched how he progressed from a rookie in baseball, his size in as a rookie. Right. Which means that was probably his size in college. Right. I would have liked to have gotten him maybe his junior or senior year in high school just to not – I probably wouldn't have helped him any more than the coaches that he had to you know, to develop and progress right. in his skills. It would have been fun to watch him progress, to know that I was a part of that progression, to be a part of that development and watch him go on to college and then watch him go on to the pros and get free tickets. Yes, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I mean, I love coaching the kids that we coach in any sport that, that uh, we coach in, but free tickets is kind of cool. I know. Free tickets are nice. Here's, here's, a, here's a thought. 
with Mark McGuire. I'm going to give you a name. It's not. It wasn't my first choice, but you brought up Mark McGuire. How about Mike Trout? Ooh, good pick right there. Mike Trout would have been really fun to watch develop. Right. And to know that you were a part of that development. And free tickets. And free tickets. I would have loved to have gone to Angel Games. I know. All right. That's going to be enough. I hope, Rachel, that answers your question. But we have to move on to the next bag here. Ross, I'm going to let you pick the next one. All right. All right. Go ahead and reach into the bag. All right. I got a good one here. It's, it seems good. All right. So here we go. Bruce from Shelbyville, Indiana asks, wow, you're a long way away. Wow. We're reaching uh Don't you st- pay attention to the opening of our show? We are a worldwide podcast. This podcast goes out to anybody with a computer worldwide. It's Shelbyville, Indiana, okay? Well, I got to be honest with you. Bruce is probably my friend Bruce who I was in the Army with. He, he was my roommate in the Army. And he's from Shelbyville, Indiana. So I know Bruce listens to the show. Okay, so that, all right, there we go. All right, so the question from Bruce is, who would play you in a movie about your life and what that movie's title would be? Oh, my God. You want me to go first or you want me to take it? I can give it to you. Go ahead. Gee, thanks. Um, Wow, another stumper. Good one, Bruce. I'm going to have to say, who would play me in a movie about my life? I would say Robert Redford. Please, go ahead. Tell me why. Because Robert Redford got the girl. (laughs) He was always getting the babes. He also played in sports movies. The Natural. And got shot in The Natural, by the way, just so you know. But came back and was still prolific. And he hit the home run with the lightning bat. That's right. So I got to say Robert Redford would play me in the movie and the movie title would probably be something along the lines of Be Careful What You Wish For. Not bad. I like that idea. You like that? I do. It's pretty good. All right, cool. All right, I'll get an A for that one then. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll give you the A. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll round up. All right, you. your turn. All right, so I thought about this, and I'm going to go with John Voight. John Voight? Yes, Interesting uh, pick there. So, want to elaborate? Yeah, not the John Voight from the uh, um, National Treasure Book of Secrets kind of movies. Not that kind of nerdy kind of... The old John Voight. The old John Voight. I'm going to go with John Voight from Anaconda. Okay. That kind of slimy, kind of off-kilter, crazy nut job that's running the boat. That is appropriate. Yes. That is definitely appropriate. You have known me long enough... And you know when I when I lose it, it's not a pretty sight. No, it is not, folks. And so he plays that character that is just slightly crazy in that movie. And the name of my movie would be, I'm going to go along with the Fifty Shades of What the Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that is appropriate. Because I got to say, that is appropriate. You have witnessed it. All right, Ross, I think we can squeeze one more in here. I like it when you pick the questions. All right. So I'm going to let you pick this last one here. All right, sounds good. All right. I'm going to reach in. There it is. I got it. It's not a Karen Chasino. It's Jonathan H. from Zion, and he writes in asking, Jesus, are you guys really this stupid, or did you both have to work at it? Wait, excuse me? Oh. 
Oh, sorry, Jonathan, if that's your real name, by the way. But that bell indicates that we have run out of time for this segment of our show, and Ross and I will be sure to give your question its due consideration for future shows. Oh, there goes your question, Jonathan. I don't think we can put that one back in the bag, Ross. No, that's long gone. All right, and we want to remind everyone to visit the Two Dudes with Attitudes Guilty by Association Facebook page where you can message us questions or topics to hopefully read and answer on future podcasts. Well, that's going to do it for Hot Pockets for today, and that's going to move us right into a very interesting topic on our show, one that you all scratch your head and going, really? You guys like that crap? Guilty Pleasures is the name of this segment where Ross and I expound on a food, a place, or thing that we just can't get enough of. And today, Ross is going to start us off, and Ross, your guilty pleasure is? Green River Pop, or as they say in the East Coast, soda, or in Wisconsin. Get the hell out of here. Green River, really? Yeah, I just it's weird. I think... Um, Years ago, when you go to Ed DeBevix, they served it all the time. You know, you get insulted by the waiters and waitresses, but you honestly had a Green River. And it's not always readily available. You can't walk through the pop or soda aisle at the Myers, Woodman's, Jewel, wherever you go. And it's not on the shelves. It's only out every so often. And it only comes in like one small, like half liter bottles. You can't get it anywhere else. And it's just like you walk by to this, and it's always on like a main display in the front of the store. Like the last time I bought it, it was in the, you walk right into Woodman's and bam, it hits you in the face. Why not? I love it. I don't know why. I just, I do. It's just weird. It's just, maybe it's because it's green. I don't know. Well, you're not alone because uh, my girlfriend, Debbie, she lives for Green River Pop as well. And I'm like, okay, I've I've had it. It's okay. I'm not going to move mountains to go find it but come st patrick's day time every year she's got to go out and get her green river pop i i'm in the same boat i i I agree with it all right well to each their own i always say like i said it doesn't suck in my book but it's not something that i would choose over say my typical uh dr pepper cream soda mix that dr pepper puts out or Mountain Dew. Well, see, the Mountain, the Mountain Dew Mountain I can Dew. go with, but the Dr. Pepper Cream Soda Mix just kind of just does not sound right. Uh, I might have to save that one for a guilty pleasure for later. But today's guilty pleasure for me, because it's that time of year, Girl Scout Cookie and their flavor, the Samoas. Ooh. Yes. That little caramel chocolate cookie piece of heaven. And I could literally sit down and eat an entire box of those in one sitting. Yeah, Girl Scout cookies can do that to you. I, my personal is the Thin Mints, but that's a di- cold. Yeah, yours and most females of the world, they I love know. the thin, thin Mints. No, but I put them in the fridge. They got to be cold. I know. Everybody does that. But, you know, I'm not a huge chocolatey, minty person by nature. I like the Thin Mints. Don't get me wrong. But my number one is always the Samoas. And if they're so, if the girl is sold out of Samoas, I'll go for the trefoils. Yeah, the okay. nice butter cookies. Yeah, I love the yes, butter cookies. Yes, sir. All right, so our guilty pleasures for today, Ross likes the Green River Pop, 
and I am all about the Girl Scout cookie Samoas because it is Girl Scout cookie season, folks. So there you have it, and the 10 minutes of your lives that you'll never get back. Oh, wait a minute. Ross, you know what that means. What? It's time to clear our heads and get up and dance. Come on, Ross. Throw down your microphone, get off your headset. Let's, Let's go. Dance. Pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. Hey, be careful, don't hurt your hip now. Oh, phew. Oh, we need a break. That. We needed that. We needed our cardio for the day. All right. <clears throat> time now for ross and i to take a quick pause for the cause because we're out of breath and now so we can entice some sponsors to hopefully support this hodgepodge of lunatic ramblings that and so ross and i can go and take a breather and drink some water and hydrate and when we return we'll do a little commodities trading on buy or sell this is Two Dudes with Attitudes, guilty by association. Don't you dare click that end button. The Two Dudes will be right back after a brief sponsor break. The Chick-fil-A update. The BCC, the Bovine Communications Committee, has banned the use of the word beef on commercial airwaves. Cows call it the B word. Ends in F, two E's in the middle. Phrases like, where's the beef?" are now punishable with random electric cattle prodding. Should you ever say beef or crave beef, head to Chick-fil-A. Then think good thoughts and eat good things, like the original chicken sandwich. A tender, juicy breast of chicken placed on a hot buttered bun with two crucial pickles. I've got no with that. Chick-fil-A. We didn't invent the chicken, just the chicken sandwich. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Restroom Toilet Paper Refiller. Mr. Restroom Toilet Paper Refiller. Without your undying commitment, we might find ourselves trapped in a stall armed only with our newspaper. Oh, I need you now. Like a brave soldier, you storm hostile territory, delivering much-needed supplies to your men. Should you leave one roll, or two, or perhaps that giant ten-pound super roll? While others rest, you can't, because somewhere there's a guy with his pants around his ankles doing the bunny hop in search of a fresh roll. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light master of the men's room, because if you don't do your business, we can't do ours. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. I'm lucky. Let me help you with that. I get to do something I love. It has nothing to do with touchdowns or titles. Everybody bring it in. I get to play a part in the life of someone just starting out. How many of you think homework is just as important as teamwork? I help keep kids in school. Good. And that's the name of the game. My name is LaDainian Thomason. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United.
And welcome back, everybody, to Two Dudes with Attitudes, Guilty by Association. I'm Tom Whipple, sharing this makeshift broadcast booth here on Waukegan Beach with my co-host, Ross Bonofsky. And Ross, that sound can only mean one thing. It's time for us to put on our stock trading jackets, grab our transaction pads, and do a little buying or selling on the commodities floor. Let's go. Ross and I are going to look up on the board, and we'll discuss the trade of the moment and let you know if we're buying it or we're going to sell it. So, Ross, are you ready? Absolutely. Let's go. All right, Ross, the first uh, commodity on the ticker is? All right. All right. Buy or sell. After this year's remote learning crap, we have seen the death of snow days in the coming school years. You know what? I'm buying that. And for the very simple reason that remote learning taught us that we do not have to lose days any longer to snow days. Because if we're in even without hybrid, if we go into full school mode with no restrictions, no social distancing, no stupid ass masks, if we get a day or two with snow, the superintendent's going to say, get your ass on your computers and continue with your class. I agree. I, I'm going to buy that as well. And I'm going to go along with you that we've done remote learning since last year, in the middle of March of last year. And actually, to be perfectly honest, two years ago when we missed like four days of snow, the other schools in Lake County, several of them, Stevenson to be one, missed no snow days because they went remote they had the ability back then to do that so now yeah ladies and gentlemen no more snow days yep say goodbye kitties no more laying in bed and watching tv because we have a foot of snow on the ground you're now going to get your ass up and you're going to log on to that computer just like us teachers are going to have to we yep. don't like it either but it also means we'll be getting we'll continue to get out a lot earlier than the end of May, beginning of June timeline. No, yeah, we'll stay on schedule and get out before, you know, it really gets nice out and have the summer to ourselves. Absolutely. All right. So, yes, we're both buying the fact that say goodbye to snow days, ladies and gents. Remote learning taught us that lesson. So let's turn around here. Let's see what's up here on the other board. Oh, here's a good one. All right, Ross, buy or sell. Now that we are looking at returning to school next week in a hybrid model, we will slowly start to see the return to normalcy for the 2021-2022 school year. Uh, let me take this one first. Absolutely. I'm going to go, I'm going to sell it. Here's why. First of all, we are just going back next week. And actually, we're going back next week without students. So we won't see students till April. That gives us about two months of a school year, which punches the last quarter of the school year. I think there's too many things that we have to work out and there's too many unknowns at how things are going to run and how things are going to work. I think we're going to be hybrid next year too, at least probably through the first semester until A, everybody's vaccinated or B, they figure out a way to get everybody into school that isn't vaccinated. So you opened the window again, didn't you? No, I actually didn't. Look at the crowd developing in front of our window here. I have the window to my back, so I'm going to go take a look now. Holy crap. That's a guy with the banana hammock again. I know. He's still there, and he's shaking his moneymaker. God, that's a nut. Dude, he's, he's like 300 pounds of chewed bubble gum in a banana hammock. Uh, hold on. I'm going to go throw up in the garbage can. I'll be right back. 
where was I? I lost my train of thought. Okay, oh yeah, I'm selling this. I can't see them working out a model. It it's taken a lot of school districts this long to figure out how to get kids hybrid. How are we going to get kids into school full-time in a span of three months, maybe? Yeah. I, I don't see it happening. I mean, just too many logistical nightmares to, to work out. Yeah, I I'm selling it as well. But I'm going with another spin on this. I think, based on the things that I read and see and, you know, I talk to other people, I think the government has seen and has the knowledge of that social distancing and the use of masks is now total bullshit. Because it, it doesn't stop or slow the spread of COVID. We've seen this. People wear masks in socially distanced settings and people are still contracting COVID. So I think that they've seen the, the error of their ways. And now they're like, holy crap. How do we not look like idiots? And especially now, since people are now getting vaccinated, I don't think they want to come across as being stupid. No. Or they're going to... So what we're probably going to see is them slowly start to reduce the so-called mandate, the social distancing and the masks. It's not going to happen overnight, but we're going to start seeing now, for example, um, Grays Lake, not north. It would be central. No, the other it's SX, Glenbrook North. Glenbrook North. There was a, a teacher and coach who was in my physical therapy session next to me who said Glenbrook North has reduced from six feet distance to a three-foot distance in their social distancing in the hallways. Really? Interesting. So I think we're starting to slowly see them pull back on it. Pull back, you know, one thread at a time. They're not going to get a handful because if they did, they're going to look like the fucking idiots that they have been for right. the last year. Yeah, I can see them slowing out. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, Ross. Let's look over here to our left. The ticker is rolling by. See where it stops. Oh, it stopped. What do you got? All right, here's what I got. Buy or sell. Since the IHSA and the state totally screwed up high school sports this year, moving seasons and reducing gameplay, we will see a drastically reduced or a non-existent summer camp season in most sports. You know what? As much as I hate to, I think I'm going to buy this. And this is why. With football and soccer ending at the end of April, that gives them almost zero recovery time. Right. And zero weight room conditioning before your typical June 3 to June 5 start for right. summer camp. And then with baseball and softball seasons going until the end of June, that totally eliminates their opportunity for summer camp. True. And those kids that would typically go to a baseball or softball camp would be on to their summer league teams at that point. Right. So I think, yeah, I'm buying the fact that I'm not saying we're going to see it totally eliminated or non-existent. I think if we do see it, it's going to be severely scaled back. All right, so I'm going to go along with you. I'm going to buy that as well because, yeah, you're right. We're going to end a football season the end of April, give them a month off to recover, and what if you get injured and you need that time and then go right into a June 3rd, June 5th start? It's, it's too much to ask the kids to do. Never mind the summer school that they're going to be spending quality time with. And, again, the baseball, because baseball or spring sports now have a state series that's going to run till the end of June. Do they have a state series or just a conference series? No, the, the, the spring sports have state series. You're going to get a state championship in the oh. spring sports because they – never mind, whatever. Because so basically you're saying is 
Waukegan baseball will be done by the third week in June, and teams that are actually good because they're better coached are going to go on for another couple weeks. No, actually, you're wrong. Actually, the season ends like around the beginning of June, like June 3rd, June 5th, something like that. Oh, I thought it was like middle of June. The, the middle of June is going to take you through the state series. Oh, okay. So like the 19th or 20th is when that, that state series final comes about. Shows you how much I pay attention. I know. I see that. Uh, so, again, you're end of June. So if you've got kids that are playing two sports, or you're a football player going to baseball, and you don't end until the end of June, how do you, you're going to miss two weeks of summer camp for football? And it's not going to work. I can see them pushing all summer camps back to July, which really I've heard that rumor several times over the last couple of weeks that summer camp is not going to be started until July, which okay. makes the most sense. Um, yeah, so I'm going to buy it. All right. Oh, you know what that sound is. Ross, that's the closing bell for today's trading and puts an end to this week's buy or sell. Ross, I think we're all a little bit richer from the day's trading. What do you think? Yeah, I think we're a little bit wiser, and um, I don't know. All right. I don't know. Our by ourselves. I don't know if we're any wiser I for don't know. it. Maybe a little richer in our thoughts, but yeah. wiser from us? No, Hell I doubt no. it. No, yeah, you're right. All right, we're looking up on the clock, and we got a few more minutes left of today's show, so we're going to go onward and upward and to the segment that amuses the holy hell out of me, Ross's Rants. This is the segment where we see what really frosts Badoski's ass by tossing the hand grenade into his mind, and we sit back and watch the explosion. Today, Ross is actually chomping on the bit for this one. So, Ross... What has climbed up your ass this week? All right, so here's my rant, my pissed-off statement. <laughs> the statement that people make is like, do as I say, not as I do. But the problem with that shit is the people that are saying do as I say, there's the banana hammock again, <laughs> and not as I do, they don't, they don't practice what they preach. So... They'll tell you to not do this, not do that, not do this, be on time, you know, do your homework, turn on your computer, uh, respect somebody, yet, but they don't lead by example, and that's a huge problem. I mean, if you're going to say, do as I say, not as I do, well, then you should be a perfect person then. I agree. And the problem is, the people that are saying it around us aren't, and they're not setting the... So our kids are, 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 and you know our kids, they, they tend to follow they're, what we they're do. They're led by example. They're led by example. They, they don't understand what we're saying. They need to be led by example. And unfortunately, some of the examples that are being set forth for them are piss poor. I agree with that and totally. it's pissing me off because the people that are saying these things think they're holier than thou. And it really is frosting my ass this week. This week, this week especially, the end of the week and this week especially, it's really frosted my ass. Yeah, I agree with you. I've seen it. And you know what? The, the kids that we associate with, they're not stupid. No, and they're not. Yes, you can preach to them, preach to them, preach to them, and they're going to do everything in their mental power to do what you ask them to do. But at the end of the day, they are looking at the example. Right. So, yeah, I got to agree with you on that one. Well, that's how our kids are. They're visual learners. So they see this, and this is what they're going to do. Absolutely. 
All right, Ross, good rant today. I like that one. I like it when I'm actually able to piggyback on some of your pissed off rambling. So, and looking up at the clock, that is going to do it for today's show, ladies and gentlemen. And we just have enough time now for our final thoughts as we get ready to get on out of here. Ross, what is on your mind as we get ready to head off to football practice? Uh, my final thought for the day is it's getting warm. Go outside. Do something fun. Let's get on our boats. And get off of your PlayStations. Get out and do something fun. Recreate. I like that. My final thought, Ross, is the same thought as always. Telling everyone not to forget to go on to our Facebook page, Two Dudes with Attitudes, Guilty by Association, and our fan page by the same name. Drop us a note. Tell us how you like the show and where you might be listening from. Or send us a message for one of our fan-integrated segments like Hot Pockets. That's the wrap for show number five. We're glad you tuned in. Ross and I will be back on April 5th. That's in two more weeks with another show dedicated to emasculating the morally stupid and imparting our brand of weird wisdom. So for my partner, Ross Barofsky, I'm Tom Whipple. We're off to football practice, everybody. See you all in two weeks. Thank you for listening to Two Dudes with Attitude, Guilty by Association, hosted by Tom Whipple and Ross Podovsky. Two Dudes with Attitude has been presented by Chick-fil-A. We didn't invent the chicken, just the chicken sandwich. Stacy Ellison and the Main Street Real Estate Group. Whether it's your first, weekend, or forever address, let Stacy Ellison help put you into your dream home. Roost 59 Chicago Style Grill, home of the famous Roost Burger, serving the best fast food in Lake County. Come see us at our Roost 59 location in Lake Villa. And by Stretchworks Flexibility and Mobility Center, stretching redefined. Visit our website for a list of what Mark Newman and his staff of highly qualified and certified professional trainers can do to enhance your prevention, recovery, and performance training. Skipper Buds, with locations at Antioch Sequoid Harbor, Volo, and at North Point in Winthrop Harbor, serving local boaters' needs since 1959. Buy How About Learning Tutoring Center, award-winning tutoring services ranging from early elementary to high school education, along with ACT-SAT test preparations. Blimpy Restaurant and Sub Shop. You can't disguise the size. We've been America's sub shop since 1964. Granny's Lakeside Diner, on the shore of Spring Lakes Marina in Antioch, serving the best breakfast and lunch with the freshest ingredients for over 50 years. By GameDayMagazine.com, coming soon to Northern Illinois, broadcasting and reporting local high school sports online worldwide since 2001. And by Chico's Bail Bonds, when you're behind bars, we're your key to a quick release. Don't forget to like the Two Dudes Facebook page and join the fan page so you can message and interact with the show. Two Dudes with Attitude Guilty by Association is a T&R production, all rights reserved.